There's another one you don't want to hear. Frankly, neither do I. You're tuned into the Power Chord Hour right here on 107.9 WRFA and on the Power Chord Hour podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And today on the show, I'm talking to Dylan Flynn, who runs the Pass the Base campaign, which Dylan does to bring awareness and help those with brain injuries. We actually had Dylan on one of our very first guests. I don't remember what number guest Dylan was, but we're talking like, I want to say like in the first five guests we ever had on. We had him on back in April 2017. And uh, it has just been too long. I'm very happy to welcome him back on the show. We're going to catch up with Dylan, hear about what's going on with his amazing Pass the Base campaign and everything we've missed in the last five years. I feel feel like there's a lot to talk about here. So, Dylan, man, how are you? Not too shabby. It feels like this campaign's definitely progressing and uh, things are definitely moving in the right direction. I've, uh, yeah, I gotta say, man, like I've, uh, to, to like give a quick little, like little backstory, like when I had you on the first time I was introduced, uh, to you in the campaign when you were, uh, when you were at the Menzinger show for after the party tour back in, uh, yeah, 2017 in, uh, Cleveland. And, you know, obviously you did your thing up there. You told everyone what was going on. You were selling shirts afterwards. And I mean, you were doing a lot at that point, but I feel like just following you the last five years, like, yeah, I feel like you've done You've done a lot of cool things then. I feel like you've you've surpassed it. I feel like you've been doing so much the last five years and even just lately. Like so I mean that's probably a good place to start. Do you want to like catch us up? Like what have you been up to the campaign lately? I feel like for what I've been seeing, you've been doing a decent amount in twenty twenty two. Like past the base has already uh had quite an eventful twenty twenty two from what I can tell. Yeah, unfortunately with uh Excuse my language, damn virus. There was pretty much nothing for 16 months. No shows, which is the primary source for the money I raise. But as you stated, um, the first handful of months, well, I mean, the biggest thing I met a woman named Danny um, at a golf tournament last year. Kevin Lyman runs um, an annual um, Duffing for Dollars golf tournament in California. And last year was the first time I sold there. And I met two friends of his from Colorado. And... um, they owned a venue just outside of Fort Collins. And this woman seems to be 100% on board with the campaign. Um, she helped fly me out to Fort or to Denver and go to Fort Collins, pick me up for a ride. She philanthropically paid for my hotel for a night um i sold at her venue and met a great woman who owns a honda or not i'm sorry not honda uh harley davidson dealership in fort collins and 
that woman has a brother who suffered a brain injury. She very generously made a two thousand dollar donation. Oh wow! But yeah, and Danny herself made a twenty five hundred dollar donation. Nice. There was a there there was about six months last year where I raised over ten thousand dollars, and that that wow. was a pretty um eventful time but yeah as you stated just the past handful of months being reached out to uh by some guys working with bass player magazine doing an interview i'm really looking forward to this article they put together that's going in bass player um, magazine yeah oh wow um, congrats on the, that the the editor said it should be coming out in a couple months. Um, I was hope I threw out the possibility, hoping that the campaign could be the focus of the cover. But yeah, I think that's wishful thinking. He said something about potentially um, small little mention of it uh small letters on the cover but that's still better than nothing. Oh that's still be pretty um, neat. But um at Kevin's tournament this year uh the Fat Mike from No Effects and Eric the drummer were at the tournament along with their tour manager and the tour manager gave me some contact information um, and he's invited me to sell at a few shows going to uh, Sacramento tomorrow to prepare to sell at a show on um, Saturday for um, Fat Records or no, Punk and Droplet. I get the two confused. They're both no same, effect same stuff, thing, but basically. Yeah, punk and droplet. Um, yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to that, and I've been invited to four of their shows, but I think I'm going to skip the show in Detroit. Having a festival in Cleveland, I've been invited to. I think I'll just go to three of the uh punk and drill book shows and then try and focus on spreading the word more locally but as you said yeah there's i mean the sadie danny's put together a nice calendar and kevin myman's helped out with that i mean i i feel wishful thinking fingers crossed by the end of the summer this could become something significantly bigger. Oh man, I'm ro- I mean I am absolutely rooting for you and uh that is awesome to hear how much stuff you have going on right now including you're right. I I I guess I hadn't thought of it so much, but yeah, I mean the last couple years because yeah, I mean for what you do, I mean you get the word out at shows. I feel like that's your bread and butter. That's how I mean that's how I learned about you. I feel like that's how most people learn about past the base is going to a show and you're there, you know, doing your thing. So, uh, yeah, last couple years probably had to be rough, but it's nice to, like, really come back in, like, full force. I mean, that is 
that is an impressive list of people to be on your side for sure. And include, I mean, that base player magazine thing, I mean, congrats. That Huge congrats to you on that. And that would be amazing to see it on the uh, cover. But, I mean, whatever, whatever capacity you're in there, that is really, really cool. So, I mean, let's, uh, you know, now, now we're talking about it a little. For people who don't know about it, I mean, let's talk about the campaign. You want to tell us a little bit about Pass the Base campaign? Take us, like, you know, how you started it, why you started it, all of that. You want to, like, educate us on Pass the Base for those who don't know yet about this uh, great thing you do? So, I got my first bass guitar when I was 15. Five months later, I suffered a traumatic brain injury. The neurological damage, I'm not really able to play. 37 now, I started past the base seven years ago. I'm getting bases to play mine while selling merchandise, somewhat online, but for the most part at concerts. And the proceeds go to the Brain Injury Association of America. Nice, nice. Do you remember the uh, the first person who you had to sign it or play it? Well, the first basis to play it, I actually played it before I started the campaign. And that was Chris 2 with Anti-Flag. Oh, nice. Was that yeah. any, Was that any inspiration to start it? When he played it, I mean, did that have anything to do with the beginning of Pass the Bass? Actually, the um, it never came to my, I mean, I never came to the conclusion that I should start this campaign. Um, the one friend that I'm still in touch with from high school actually came up with the idea and suggested it to me and that like I said that was seven years ago and I've just been running with it since that is absolutely amazing and you uh like I know now you've been in you're in Ohio correct you you do it basically out of Ohio that's kind of like your hub I know you go around that's kind of like your your main spot is going to shows in Ohio well I was here for four years and Denver for two. And now I've been back here for a year with, um, be, due to seizures. I am not able to drive right now. I had my, um, neurosurgery back in December and it looks like, Fingers crossed, I'll have my license in a few months or a few weeks, I mean. But in the, um, what, so that's 16 months I've been back here. I think I've gone to two concerts in Ohio. Um, I mean, I've done a lot of traveling. This uh, Punk and Drublick on Saturday will be the first show I've gone to in California in the past couple years. I've gone to lots in uh, Denver and Fort Collins, um, to Vegas and to Chicago. I mean, 
the the traveling is definitely picked up with this, which during this last Zoom meeting with Kevin and a couple other people talking about the campaign, they are kind of opposed to the paying the expenses of traveling, which I think can be justified. But at the same time, it takes money to make money. So the more people who know about this, the better. Um, I mean, I think for Kevin's golf tournament last year, I spent $300 more on the trip than I actually raised at the tournament, which at the time was pretty disappointing. But I met this lady, Danny, in Fort Collins, who ended up making a $2,500 donation, and I raised like $5,000 in two nights thanks to her. So hypothetically, if I do spend more on a trip, fingers crossed I'll meet some other people like her who will be definitely interested in if not financially helping out, maybe they could just get me in touch with someone who they think could help spread the word. Yeah, I mean, in a in a situation too like that, you're just talking about not making a, a, as much as it costs you to like get out there and everything. It it is nice, at least the, the uh, silver lining in there. Yeah, of like of of meeting Danny and and kind of meeting. You know, I, I guess that's the trade off. There is that one is like you didn't make the money, but you kind of met the people who kind of like, you know, kind of, you know, can help push it along. Cause that for one, that is really amazing that you're uh, going all around the country now and doing this. Cause it, I, like, I think maybe you'd done a little again, cause we're going back five years. And like when I stuck, you know, when I knew of the campaign and when I saw you and stuff, I think you were basically Ohio. I don't think you'd gotten to that point yet. So, I mean, kudos. No, I, I went to, Back then, I'd probably done some shows in, um, I can never remember the name of the town, somewhere in Kentucky, uh, just outside of Cincinnati. But yeah, it was all within a short driving distance back then. And yeah, now I've flown to California. This will be the first fourth time i've uh flown to california to promote this on well tomorrow now um denver a few times um chicago i think i'm gonna somebody talk to me about uh going out to sell at a show in denver um in june trying to set that up and um can't remember the name of the, oh Chris Evans or, or no wait Chris Evans it's not Chris Evans it's Chris Akins Chris Akins. um yeah that one doesn't sound familiar now I'm not sure yeah Chris Akins with strung out oh strung um, oh duh yeah strung out I know oh yeah I know who you're talking about now I've I've seen him yeah. play bass many a times live. Yeah, I I met him for the first time at a Riot Fest in Chicago, and that was back when this campaign had just started. 
Um, I'm not even sure if I had my, I don't even think I had my base of that show, but I kind of talked to him about it. And then somehow I got in touch with him and, or maybe a guy that actually works with the band and we were able to set it up for him to play my bass for the um, last couple songs of the set. And yeah, he invited me to go out to Seattle, which, I mean, there have been a few things, invitations that I have turned down and looking back, I think I would have taken them up on it if I could. The biggest one being uh, I was invited to sell at a Flogging Molly show in San Diego maybe four or five years ago. And, yeah, I didn't do that. But if I could go back, I definitely would have done that. Yeah, that would be that would definitely would have been a neat. But I also get it because, like, we were talking about a minute ago with, you know, you do have to get to these places, too, so the expenses and everything. I'm sure you got to think about that and go, you know, even if you're invited, can I get there on time? Do I have, you know, like, whatever. There's a lot, there's a lot behind the scenes, I feel like, in getting to do that than just getting on a plane and flying there. You know, there's, there's a lot to put together, I'm sure, to go sell at a show and do this kind of stuff. Potential delays or cancellations of a flight would definitely, yeah. But, I mean, the, this show... Uh, the punk and drublick, I mean it's it's got some uh pretty big bands other than no effects. Um oh gosh, I really wish I had a better memory. Um I think I did you say the Ohio one you're going to? You're gonna be doing the Ohio ones? I'm gonna be doing the Cleveland one. I think that's in July. I want to say but, the Suicide Machines and the Menzingers, I believe, are on that one. And I'm trying to think of the other ones. Obviously, no effects. Suicide Machines, Menzingers, and yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I saw the Menzingers. I think that's that their. Sure. I think that's like the only one they're playing. They are playing. They are playing a date on Punk and Drublick. And I want to say if it's not that one, it's one of the other Ohio ones they're playing. But I'm almost certain. The Menzingers are just playing. I think that's the one. only Ohio one. Oh, okay. Then I'm I'm almost certain they're playing that show. I'm I'm almost certain that they're playing it. Suicide Machines for sure they are. I do yeah. know that. I will I will say with certainty the Suicide Machines will be there. I think I actually looked at that earlier and saw that. Um, their bassist played mine. Once at a warped tour, I think it was, yeah, it was a warped tour in, uh, oh, actually, I'm, I'm not sure I'm going back and forth. But anyways, yeah, their bassist played mine. Um, never been able to sell at any shows of theirs. I think that's actually the only time I've ever seen them. They've got, I mean... Some of their old music, and I mean, when it comes down to it, I feel kind of like a jerk. Most of these bands helping me out, I'm really not familiar with that at all. <laughs> but, um, I mean, my crappy memory from my injury, 
Um, I mean, I look at it like if it's not broke, don't fix it. So the only three bands that I would honestly call myself a fan of are No Effects, Alkaline Trio, and Anti Flag. Nice, but, nice. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to the this tour manager for no effects has been a great guy we've been emailing back and forth um he arranged it i mean paying to bring a freaking giant box of 70 shirts on a flight i bet you that could cost a hundred dollars oh he's and um the tour manager was able to set it up so I could just mail it to the venue and they gave me a call and said that it's there and mailing it from the company that makes the shirts only costs $10. So that definitely saved, yeah, saved me a significant amount of money. Um, but I mean, I'm, having them on board they're probably i mean they're i think they're coming up on their 40th anniversary so they've been around a long time (laughs) i'm not you know what that sounds about right 40 years sounds i would say that's about right um i mean I don't know. Maybe that's when they quote unquote started, but they hadn't actually really accomplished or maybe even played yet. They might have set that as a date of starting in their garage or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, Years before but, like a full length or something came out. But yeah, so I think that these people could be, uh, again, going back to the. Um, not traveling. It's a big thing to just uh make connections with these people, make a good impression, get to know them, let them get to know me, and then be able to reach out to them from time to time when they're touring near, or I mean, maybe make a good enough impression that they'll give me the contact information of somebody else who would be on board. So establishing connections with this is a real big thing, but um, yeah. So I actually just pulled it up. It says uh, no effects, Frank Turner and the sleeping souls, the Menzikers, um, suicide machines, the Bronx and pet needs. Yeah, a nice lineup there. Pet Needs is the only one I would say I've never heard of. I haven't. If I'm being honest, I've not either. (laughs) The other ones Um, I've heard, I've heard of. I'm sure they're great though. All the other bands. That's a that's a nice lineup. I'm sure they're good as well. Yeah, um, the Menzingers let me sell that show in um, in Cleveland. Yeah, the House of Blues. You know what's amazing um, about that too is their bass player played. I remember it was Irish Goodbyes, which is like 
a real it's like a rarity like it's not on an album or anything it's like on a it's like on a compilation it's not a super well-known song and it's one of my favorite menzinger songs so like i would i had to go buy a shirt from you after because i'm like not only is he up there playing your bass he's playing a song i even think they were going to play and like my favorite menzinger song so that, that was pretty cool to see my favorite menzinger song played on that beautiful bass of yours it was very cool i i have a number for one of them. I don't know if he changed it. He hasn't responded to it. I don't text him very often. Only, I mean, very, very rarely. But I've sent him a few texts over the past years and got no responses. Trying to set up uh, promoting it another show of theirs, but that just hasn't been able to come through. So now that you mentioned it, I'll definitely be looking forward to selling it that show um i wonder do you know the date of that not off the top of my head july 8th oh july 8th so so that's two months yeah you're about two months away yeah because we're only a few days from uh, may 8th so yeah you're looking at like almost exactly two months away yeah um I've I've talked to Frank Turner a couple times. I think the first time I met him was on the first uh, Salty Dog Cruise I went on with Bloggy Molly. And then I I think I sold it a show of his, but I could be wrong. I definitely talked to him at another local show. And, you know, I was kind of disappointed. He told me, uh, that I'd be able to sell it a show in since or yeah Cincinnati. I drove there, down there and wasn't able to get in. So that oh, was kind of frustrating. Yeah, that's a bummer. I think that's happened more than once. But um, <laughs> if it makes I you mean, feel better, I feel like it's just like I've been told I'll be on the guest list for something, and then you drive there and you're not on the guest list. You just drove like two hours. Yeah. But I mean, still, I'd rather, I'd rather do it and find out I'm not in than no, I am in and not do it and not go. That that makes total sense. That makes that makes a lot of sense. It's uh, I mean, it is like I I feel like building it again. Like you've uh, it's cool all these things happening for you, but it's like you've put in the time and effort. I mean, you've been doing it now for a very long time. You go to these shows, you spread the word, you know, you do what you have to do. Even again, sometimes you go to these shows, you don't make as much as it costs to get you there. Sometimes you go to the shows, you know, something falls through or whatever. So, I mean, a lot of, a lot of that hard work, it seems like is paying off now, which is, uh, which is really nice. I mean, again, I, I feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like the first half of the year has been so strong for you. I I'm excited to see how you end 2022 with the campaign. Cause again, well, you know, well. And it's only the first third of the year. Yeah, you're you still have the re- like you still have the rest of the year. Like we're just we're just getting into summer festivals now. Like that's just start. You know, you're going tomorrow. We're just getting into that season, which I feel like yeah. festivals. I feel like is what you really. I feel like festivals would be a great place for you, and I'm sure they have. But, obviously, you've done them before. Um, I'd say the only actual festival I've done was that uh 
um, punk rock bowling last year. And that was, I mean, it was Vegas. Uh, even in late September, it was just too damn hot. Oh, my God. I can um, imagine. But I was, up until then, I think I had only raised over $1,000 at one show. That was a, the very first Floggy Molly show I had ever promoted at. And all three days of punk rock bowling, I raised over a thousand for like a total of something over thirty five hundred. So that was a very, very uh, pleasant time. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, so the three local festivals I've been invited to. Um, Wonder Bus, Wonder Struck, and I can't remember the name of the one in Indianapolis, Wonder something. Um, but I'm really looking forward to those. Uh, Cleveland and Indianapolis are two day shows, and then Wonder Bus here in Columbus is three days. So. I think that definitely has the potential to raise a, I mean, seven days just selling merchandise. And I mean, it's, I'm probably going to have to make a real big order in preparation for that. And I did, um, this lady, Danny from Fort Collins, who's helping me out generously loaned me some money i just placed the biggest order i've ever made in the seven years of this nice and danny very generously loaned me the money for it um but fingers crossed i think i had i i ordered like 320 shirts or something in this past order um and i sent 70 to um sacramento fingers crossed i sell all of them i'm just uh bringing a backpack don't want to have to pay any uh damn fees for luggage luggage. yeah that's something expensive yeah It, it would be free on the flight i'm taking there but on the oh on the way back ret- you'd have to pay. return flight i'd have to pay for a suitcase so yeah i'm just i mean it's a like a six hour seven hour show and um i've been told that i'll have time on stage to promote this oh nice so yeah i i mean the Last year was the first punk and draw book I ever promoted at in Denver. And the opening band, when I, when I got in, I just had a, like a vendor wristband. And, um, I talked to a local bassist from Denver that, uh, played the show was the opening band. He ended up getting me an all-access pass, which nice. I was very, very grateful for. 
and completely blanking on the name of the band, but um, they gave me a few minutes to promote the campaign um, either before or sometime taking a break during their set. But, I mean, when it's an opening band, especially for a six-hour show, there's definitely not going to be as many people there as for when the bigger name bands come. So, I mean, I'll I'll talk to them and hopefully get possibly two times on stage to promote. But um, even if it's just like... um, I don't know, uh, say halfway through is definitely better than opening band. (laughs) And I mean, seven years, I bet I would say when you met me, uh, it was, and I don't know if this was apparent, but back then this really wasn't uh, easy for me. There have been lots of shows where I just stand at my table and wait for people to come up and talk to me about what I have and what I'm doing. But on that Flogging Molly cruise, I was able to sell on um, a couple years ago. And it was a lot easier on a cruise not having to talk over the damn loud speakers. <laughs> I mean, in the little dining area, I'm just walking up to stranger after stranger asking if I could sit down with them at their table and give them a little spiel about the campaign. But I've definitely been doing that a lot more, and that's definitely been a big benefit. If people know who I am, what I'm doing, I'm going to raise more money than if I just stand there and hope they come to me. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I remember buying a shirt from you at the Menzinger show. And to be honest, I don't remember if you had a table or not. And maybe you were like away from the table. But like, I feel like you were mingling with everyone, like really just doing that, like telling everyone about the campaign who might have missed it or let people know more about it. Like, I thought it was great. I ended up sitting there chatting with you for a little while, bought a shirt and stuff like and that does seem like the best way to do it, because I feel like it's personable. Like people remember that, you know, like I'll always remember that. I'll be like. Hey, I got to, you know, I got to hang out with you for a couple minutes after talk about the campaign and uh, all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like that's a good way that kind of grassroots like get in there and including for a festival. I uh, I don't think you'll have a problem selling all those shirts and I don't think you'll have a problem kind of going around and, uh, you know, finding people or taking a break from the music or just wandering around or whatever, like, you know, passing the word on stuff. I uh, I think you're doing it right that way. When it comes to, like, like I did want to ask you, like, when it does come to, like, getting up on stage, talking about it and all that, I mean, what is that like, getting on stage, kind of talk about stuff? Do you enjoy doing that? Is it nerve-wracking? I, absolutely, I mean, like I've said, it's April, so it's it's been a year and a month since I started this. And, I mean, baby steps... Um, I feel like I've gotten this down to a T, what I want to do and say. Unfortunately, um, I think mostly 
attributed to the brain injury. Sometimes I forget what I want to say or, um, yeah, I, I just mess up what I'm trying to say. But, I mean, I've said most of this well, so many times. It's pretty much ground in there. And, I mean, it's been what well, so... I was able to four times on the flogging Molly cruise. Um, uh, let's see. The bouncing souls had let me. Nice. Um, um, warp tour. I mean, it, it, I've done this at lots of shows. I would say mostly smaller shows. I definitely appreciated Chuck Reagan letting me, uh, get on stage for a couple minutes. Oh, that's amazing. Um, um, I mean, and I do wish I had a better memory. Some, some pretty big bands shows have given me a two or three minutes. Um, and yeah, it's, it's pretty ground in there. What I'm trying to say, um, I feel like I'm definitely getting the point across and, uh, there have actually been a few times once at a show here in Columbus, um, I'm standing at the table after the show. I had maybe two minutes on stage, and one woman just came up and instead of buying any merchandise, she complimented me on my humor, <laughs> which, I mean, that's definitely appreciated. I would definitely rather have her compliment me than say, you know, that that, that wasn't funny at all. <laughs> but at the same time, I'd have rather had her say, that's not funny, and buy a shirt. <laughs> Unfortunately, she didn't buy anything. Oh, she only but, gave, I thought she bought a shirt too. Only gave you a compliment, but, no shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Next so, time. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, still... The more I do this, it's still baby steps in the right direction. And I think uh, now with Kevin and Danny and back um, when I lived here before I moved to Denver, he didn't live here. Or it might have been a different guy who was the vice president for the Brain Injury Association that I donate to. But the man who's the vice president now lives here in Columbus. Oh, really? And we, yeah, we've been able to get together a few times. He took part in the Zoom meeting with me and Danny and Kevin. And yeah, that's definitely been uh, making things a little more progress, a little easier. Um, I mean, like I said, step by step, but I, I, one thing I say to a lot of people is I feel like a chicken with its head, wings, and legs cut off. I'm just a blob, I'm just a blob hoping to roll in the right direction. (laughs) You did. You ran right into Kevin Lyman. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, he's definitely been a big help. And I mean, uh, so I had the neurosurgery just before Christmas and 
um, maybe two weeks after he sends me a text asking me how I'm doing, which I couldn't help but appreciate that. <laughs> this pretty well-known uh, gentleman in music. Yeah. Yeah, he's... little uh, thing called the Warp Tour. You might have heard yeah. of it. Um, and, I mean, uh, uh, for a long time, I just had a Facebook page. I'm not sure how long ago. I wouldn't have said it was this long, but looking at recently, it looks like I might have actually started it a couple years ago. That seems off to me, but that could be my bad memory. I want to say you have. I think you had it maybe even last time you were on the show. I want to say you had the Facebook page. Maybe I'm wrong. No, 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 no. I I mean Instagram. Oh, oh, yeah, you did not. You did not have that last time. Yeah, um... And uh, maybe five months ago or I don't know, somewhere a handful of months ago, out of nowhere for the first time, I see a Kevin Lyman-like a post. And uh, after the surgery, he sends a message on instagram saying uh wishing for the best or something like that so yeah he's definitely a good guy and uh no fix uh posted that i'll be at this show on saturday and some other shows and they actually have their official page and then i can't think of what it's called uh no effects I think something crew and um, there that's, who's been posting about me being at these shows, but I saw that no effects actually liked the post. So nice. yeah, I, I mean, I, I have the, the, the um, Eric, the guitarist phone number and stay in touch with him from time to time. He's been a great guy. I mean, having connections with some of these people i think could definitely fingers crossed turn it into something substantially bigger i mean the whole goal is just to raise money and help others going through situations similar to what i have no i i think you i mean for one what you do is i mean again really great i i love the campaign i think it's awesome that you've and that you've stuck it out this long too. Like again, I feel like I feel like now you're seeing it all. Kind of your hard work is coming together with all this. With because again, those are, you got punk rock royalty on your side, man. I mean, you you're like naming off some of the biggest names in punk rock who you know definitely who seem like want to help you and help spread the word on the campaign, which is uh, which is awesome. And I'm happy to see it and everything too. So no, I I think you're uh, you're in the right direction, man. I, I think you're starting to see the uh, efforts the efforts kind of pay off of the last seven eight years because that's amazing i mean i've been talking i again i had john five years ago so you've been doing it a while but like even you just saying you've been doing it as long as you have is like crazy to really think about i mean and that's just me i'm sure i'm not the one doing it i'm sure you think of that and go like wow have i really been doing it that long already yeah i mean time passes but uh, yeah, I mean, seven years, it's pretty interesting, surprising, scary that that <laughs> much time has passed. But, I mean, 
like you've said, with it becoming bigger, once uh, I went to a, the first Punk and Drublick show I went to was in Denver uh, three summers ago. And um, they just they didn't have actual passes for all access, or maybe some people had them, but I got a wristband that was all access. And yeah, so I get in there with my wristband, and um, one of the ladies working the show said, um, it just got me. There were like, it, it said, or it was at um, Red Rocks outside of Denver. Oh, I love and, that place. And um, they have like a closer section. And the lady working the venue said that, yeah, that just gets you to the closer seating, which I automatically was a little disappointed with. <laughs> and then I, and then I'm sitting there and I look around and nobody else has the same color wristband as me. <laughs> So I went up and talked to one of the guys working the stage, and he's like, yeah, that could do all access. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like, mm, I wish. Because, you know, all access, I I got to be eating this great food under the stage. <laughs> Catering. But, but, but since the lady told me it wasn't, I paid like $10 for something that I wouldn't oh, have if she, if she had known but I guess they just changed the color of the wristbands. I mean, they were surprised. Like, they, they looked in a little booklet, and the color wristband I had, they wasn't even in the booklet. You were so, so ahead of your time. They weren't even ready yeah. for it. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it was at that show. So that's coming up on three years ago. Wow. Um, I was uh, backstage talking to some people i talked to a lady just started to give her the little synopsis of the campaign to which she responded something to the effect of um everyone knows about passive base (laughs) and i was like really but then uh just in january a few months ago i chatted with a guy for the first time on Facebook when I sent him a message just asking how he was doing. His response was passive base. So I said, <laughs> I, I take it. I take you away of the campaign. And he said, uh, you're semi-famous. And I'm <laughs> like, really? You're I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't care less if anyone else got a hundred percent of the credit for this. I just want to raise some money to help individuals struggling with brain injuries, and I definitely won't turn down the free shows. <laughs> no, no, not at all. It's cool. It's cool to hear uh, you get some recognition and stuff. It is. It is well deserved, man. I mean, you really, you really work hard on this thing, and. You know, you, you took a you took an idea and really ran with it. I mean, I, I think it's a really – you don't see anything like it. That was even even when I met you and stuff, Juan the first time. is like, you know, there's campaigns, and, I mean, there's different things. But, like, I feel like yours is quite original. Like, there's nothing out there that I can think of that I'd go, like, oh, like, that's, like, past the base. There's just not. It's you. It's Dylan Flynn with past the base. 
And that, you know what I mean? Like that's that there isn't, there isn't another one. It's all you, man. It is all you, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we've, we've talked, I'll, I'll give you a few more here and then I'll uh, let you go. But we've been talking about, you know, people who you have worked with and, and all that. I want to ask you, cause I, I asked you this last time and I want to see if it's changed at all, but dream people who are a few dream base players you would like to play that thing. And I, I think I remember a few you said last time, so I'd like to see if it's changed at all. Who are a few dream base players that you'd still like to play and sign that base of yours? Well, I had really wanted Greg with the offspring to play it, but unfortunately he is no longer with them. Oh. Uh, yeah, and the Kevin let me sell it the last uh, Warp Tour in Mountain View, California a few years ago, and I guess Greg had just left the band oh. shortly before that. So yeah, I'm I'm getting excited thinking, hey, I'll get Greg to play uh self esteem on my bass. Oh, then somebody somebody tells me, yeah, he's not with the band. <laughs> Just missed him. <laughs> and well and you know, so so at the time I'm there with my bass. I got I think I got um I got at least one guy to play it. Um, I got the descent, not the descendants, um, the adolescence basis to play it there. Um, and yeah, I just, you know, the way I was looking at it then, I was like, I, I just don't have the interest in getting a guy who didn't write the song to play, to play the bass. And if I could go back, I would have said, I don't fucking care. I want, <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, I didn't, I didn't even meet him, introduce myself to him, tell him about the campaign. If, oh yeah. You should have told him about I, that. Yeah. If hypothetically, it, even if I didn't have the base, it couldn't have gotten him to play. He wasn't interested, whatever. I should have at the minimal told them about the campaign but i mean i'm sure there'll be other opportunities um i i mean like i said the only three bands i'm really a fan of are anti-flag no effects and um alkaline trio and dan andriano with Alkaline Trio is hands down my favorite bassist. He fooled around with it once, but I mean, just strumming, not doing anything for maybe 45 seconds. I'd absolutely love to hear, watch him play a full Alkaline Trio song on it. Um, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't maybe Mike Durnt, but there's not anyone else that comes to mind. Um, I mean, I'm pretty narrow with my music. I guess in regards to making this become something bigger, um, there definitely are people. I mean, I'd love to have Paul McCartney play it. <laughs> there you but, go. Um, um, 
I wish I had a better response to your question. Oh no, not at all. I like I like hearing it. I'm bummed too about Dan Andriano because I remember I think last time we talked he had noodled around with it but not played a song on it yet, and I was hoping that had changed. But you still no. got time. Look at we're talking about yeah. all the traction you're picking up. I I'm sure I'm sure you will uh you will eventually get him to play that bad boy. I is there a is there a song that comes to mind at all, like Alkaline Trio wise? Is there is there any song that you would specifically like to play and play, or would you just be happy to watch him play just whatever? Um, I think off the top of my head, I would go with In Vain. Ooh, good choice, good choice, and that that's going uh, that's like a deep cut too. I like that. It's like a, I'm a fan kind of pick. That's not like you know what I mean. That's not like a stupid kid or a radio or something. Kind of you kind of jumped in there. I like that. That'd be that'd be very I'm, cool to see him play that. I I do prefer. I think that that's a very good song, but I do prefer their earlier music. I'd love to. Mark Hoppus once played Eminem's during a sound check. Oh, nice. Which which was definitely appreciated. But that's a man who got me into bass. So I would say the two people that I would really want to play it are Dan and Mark. I would love to see and hear them play it live. Oh, that'd be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing, man. But, yeah, I mean... There, there's it's a long road i you i i don't know again you're getting you're inching closer and closer i i feel like it's not a it's not impossible plus if you had mark play it once i'm sure you get to play it again a second time plus it's pretty ratty yeah. played m&ms too that is a for any song to see him play that's a pretty cool one to see like a real old school i guess same thing with dan is there any blink song that you would specifically like to hear him play or just whatever on it <laughs> Well, you know, um, Carousel would be cool. Oh, that'd be uh, classic. Um, I mean, I'd say, I think I'd say probably anything from, oh, uh, Dude Ranch is the album out of every single album. That's the album I know the most lyrics to. Oh, I love that. Um, it's like my favorite Blink record for sure is Dude Ranch. Yeah, I think lots of people would say that. And again, blanking on the name of it, um, it's the sixth song. Um, Ooh, watching, yeah, watching your house shrink away in my rear oh, view mirror wait. as oh. I drive away. Waggy, it's Waggy. That is one of my yeah. favorite Blink songs. Yeah, that Waggy. I love I th- that is one of my I th- favorite, dude. I think I might ask Mark to play that. Oh, you would have to because I don't think they play that a lot either. So that would be great to get him to play because that is that is legit, dude. We did a top five Blink-182 songs episode, I mean, like two years ago now on the show. And I don't remember where I placed that, but that was either my third, my second or third favorite Blink song. That is That is up there as one of the absolute best. I am all about that. That is the one. If you get the chance, you got to ask him to play that one. He doesn't play that enough. That would be really cool to see on there for sure. I mean, I I went to 
three of their shows maybe a few years ago. I can't think of the name of the band who got me in. Um, the first one was in like the Pittsburgh area. Um, and I think I ended up even leaving before Blink played because it was such a far drive and I didn't want to have to get a room anywhere or get home at three in the morning. Oh yeah. Um, then I saw him at, uh, what's that big outdoor venue outside of Cleveland? Oh, uh, Ke- Ke- Kevin, the Warp Tour played there a lot. Oh, Cuy- like Cuyahoga, oh, Blossom, Blossom, Blossom Music yeah, Center. in Cuyahoga Falls. Cuyahoga Falls yeah. where it's at, okay. Yeah, that is yeah. Blossom. That's a cool venue, I like that one. Yeah, I really do too. Um, but I saw them, I think I saw them there too. And then it was in Indianapolis where Mark played, uh, Eminem's on my base. Nice. Um, yeah. And you know, it, I'm sure you're well aware that my base has lots of signatures on it and I really yeah. regret Really regret I did not get Mark to sign it. Oh, he Hopefully didn't I'll sign get... it. No, it it came to my mind after, and I <laughs> talked to the talked to the guy who worked with him, and yeah, he, he just wouldn't help me out with it, which kind of pissed me off. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I know that well. Fingers crossed this article just blows the roof off of this campaign. I mean, I think there's a, I remember five years ago or something when Kevin got alternative press to do an article, I thought that would turn into something big and yeah, (laughs) that didn't do a damn thing. But I mean, I, mean, I feel I, like bass I think player. Base, I think bass player is a bigger magazine. Oh, for sure. Um, but still, I I can't. I'm a pessimist, and I can't help but <laughs> fear that. I mean, maybe one day the editor will just send me a message saying, "Sorry, we decided not to print the article." Oh, no. No, I I don't yeah. feel like at this. But I I've seen you post a little bit about it on the uh, on the past the base Facebook page, and it seems like it's coming along well. I I feel like uh, I feel like you're in the clear. Like you shouldn't have to worry about that anymore. I, I feel like well, it's yeah, a coming. Yeah, yeah, but but I mean because some things you're unaware of. Like I mean, and I haven't said anything bad, but I feel like I might be messaging these guys a little too much out of impatience. Oh. I, <laughs> I mean, well, and like the the guy who, so I guess it was the guy who did the 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 guy who did the interview came across a campaign on some Facebook page, and he reached out to the editor and showed it to him, asking about doing an interview with me, and the editor said that's cool. And, um, 
Yeah. So, but but then I I think the the guy who did the interview, I have his email address, and I think he said to send him like some pictures and stuff that could go in the article. I've sent him a few emails and got nothing in response. So, I mean, that makes me a little fearful, but the the editor has stayed in touch. Last message was saying it'll be a couple months, which is definitely a lot longer than I want to wait. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's... So, I mean, who knows? A couple months could be... I don't know when the magazine's released. It could be three weeks. It could be six weeks. I think Couple it's monthly. Mo- I think it comes out once well, a no, month. No, 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 no. I mean, his, his oh, uh, okay. couple months. Oh, I'm I see saying what you the, mean. The, the, yeah, the couple months, or it could be, yeah, it could be six weeks. It could be nine weeks <laughs> or something. Yeah, you never I mean, know. That, yeah. So, um, I mean... I'm definitely anxious for it. He said he'll send me a few copies of it, which I'm really looking forward to. I mean, a small magazine in Denver did an article about it. Uh, Bass player, or I mean, not bass player, uh, Alternative Press. And like you said, Alternative press is a small thing. Not lots of people know about it. And Bass Player is a worldwide magazine. So that will definitely make more people aware. Which, and I'm, I imagine you've seen, assume you've seen posts, uh, um, Fuel's basis reached out to me. Oh <laughs> yeah, like, I did see that. Yeah, Mike. That well, this this is interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he's trying to set it up. I can't remember where it is, but they're doing a show in Pennsylvania in um maybe a couple months might be i think it'd be a little longer than i'd like to drive but it's definitely the nearest show they have scheduled or at least scheduled that posted anywhere um i mean i think i'd be willing to drive that yeah Um, for that that might be worth it that might be worth it to do it a fuel show including it it's like something different too you know what i mean like you're branching out into like I feel like other genres and different things where like, you know, people may not, you may get a different crowd from who you got at like punk and Drublick or some of the other ones, you know, you might broaden your horizons more, which I mean, would be great for the campaign. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you ever heard of, uh, um, uh, incarceration, the band? No, it's, uh, show a three-day show here incarceration no i haven't heard of that it's did you ever watch the movie um shawshank redemption i have not i know of the movie but i've never watched it neither have i and i guess lots of people say what a great movie it is 
but it's just not my kind of movie, so I've never seen it. But I guess it was filmed at two different prisons. One was filmed inside and one outside. And uh, this incarceration is a three-day tattoo music festival. And it's at one of the locations that the Shawshank Redemption was shot. Oh, wow. It's maybe, it's maybe an hour from Columbus. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, it's really, I mean, it's hard music that I really wouldn't like. But like you said, kind of branching out, making more people aware of this. Uh, Kevin Lyman made it during one of these uh, meetings we did. He made it seem like it might be possible to um, get into that. And I mean, on one hand, I'm kind of disappointed. I'd rather uh, at least have one band I'd like to see listen to. But at the same time, if there's no one, then it'll leave me more time at my table to sell merchandise. <laughs> see, yeah, Now, that's the way to look at it, dude. Instead of uh, being out there watching the bands you want to see, you can be in full, like, Past the base mode, like full campaign mode. I uh, yeah, I, I think that same with Bass Player Magazine. That was the thing I was gonna say too earlier about that, where it's like, because it. I mean, it's great that the scene has embraced you. I think that's awesome. You know, Kevin Lyman, No Effects, Alt Press, all that stuff. But yeah, to get even further out, you know, Bass Player Magazine, you're gonna get more than the Warp Tour crowd or more than you know the punk rock crowd and stuff. You're gonna, including your whole campaign is about bass players playing your bass. Guess who reads Bass Player Magazine? Bass players. Yeah. So, I mean, like the the perfect kind of person you yeah, want be- to know about. Definitely better than alternative press. Um, so, I am looking this up, and it says the Fuel Show is in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. I don't think it's terribly I, far from us over here. I've heard of that. I think it's somewhat near Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken. Um. I don't think I'll have my license back by then. So, I mean, the the, the other three it has are Corpus Christi, Texas, Lake Charles, Louisiana, and Dallas, Texas. Oh, those are a and, lot further. <laughs> yeah, Jim Thorpe is definitely closer than those, but I think I'll have to wait until – the next time they do some shows or I have a, I mean, some a guy reached out to me saying that he um, might be able to help me get into a circle jerks show. Oh, he nice. said he was re- reaching out to me on behalf of the circle jerks bassist. Oh, nice. And, but then I guess, he really wasn't. Oh, I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess he's gonna be doing something at some shows with the Circle Jerks, but I don't think that their basis actually ha- took any part in him reaching oh. out. He didn't knew nothing about it. Oh, but I'm. He makes it seem like it would potentially likely be possible to sell some. Sh- shows a show 
my sister lives in Seattle, so I'd fly out there and sell it a show up there. It's, it's on uh, June 2nd in Seattle. And I was actually uh, surprised. I um, unfortunately, I noticed this is after their show in uh, Seattle. I wish it would have been before, but um, there maybe I'm gonna have to say it's Denver. Um, but the Circle Jerks are playing one of the Punk and Drublick shows. Oh, I did see that. So, yeah, it would have been very convenient if they were doing it on Saturday. And I could say, hey, uh, here I am by my base. I'm promoting this campaign. And, yeah, they'd welcome me to Seattle in three weeks. But, unfortunately... The Denver show is after they'll be in Seattle. That's a but, but yeah, hopefully this guy who reached out to me can set it up. Uh, and even if not, I mean, I, I'm kind of on the fence. Uh, I wonder if, um, like I said last year, they just gave me a vendor wristband but i was able to uh have one of the um guys from the opening band uh get me an all access pass but i'm hoping since it's the um manager for no effects who's setting this up I'm not sure if he's actually their manager or their tour manager, but he definitely has some clout. It's who um, uh, the um, Eric Melvin, no effects, guitarist, told me to reach out to this guy um, to set it up, and I had never been able to get in touch with him until Kevin's golf tournament a month and a half ago. And yeah, he's been very helpful. So I assume slash hope that they'll just give me all access when I get there. Um, I mean, I, I'd be a little surprised, but not completely if they didn't. But they told me that they'll let me on stage to promote it, which makes me think it'll be more likely so they don't have to send someone out to come get <laughs> come me. And, yeah, and then, yeah, I mean, I see no reason why they wouldn't, but again, back to my pessimism. <laughs> um, or maybe they do and I lose it and my base and somebody <laughs> oh, just no. takes both. Oh, no, dude, let's hope not. I uh, um, I feel like I've gotten some of that even like I do see where you're coming at with some of it because even just doing like radio and podcasts like just a lot of like people interviews falling through someone 10 minutes beforehand saying they can't driving to a venue to do an interview. I've had a few of those where I drove to a place to interview someone and they're like yeah they're under the weather they can't they can't do an interview today things like that. So I do get where your pessimism comes from because you wait and wait for some of these things. 
and after a, a few of them being disappointments where they fall through or whatever, you do kind of get a little cynical. So I, I get where your pessimism comes from. I, I do understand where you're coming from with it. Yeah, but um, I mean, one day at a time, and I I can't uh, help but be extremely anxious. I think my my flight leaves at three and away over in Denver, and then I'll ship out to uh, Sacramento. And so, yeah, I pulled it up. This says the circle jerks, no effects, Pennywise circle jerks, uh, suicide machines, adolescents, TSOL, the dwarves, uh, Bridge City. Looks like this is a bigger show. Uh, I've heard of dwarves, but not really familiar with them. Uh, they're pretty big. All, all those bands are big punk. There's like all punk legends for sure. Bridge City Sinners doesn't ring a bell. Um, I mean, so it was at that last uh, Warp Tour that Kevin did coming up on three years ago where um, the adolescent bassist played mine and I didn't unfortunately read that he passed away so they must have got oh you had steve soto you oh steve soto was the one who played he was the one who passed away that was the one who played it or the guy who replaced him played it uh must have been steve he passed away not long ago oh he's a pretty i mean um He's a legend. That's one to have play your bass, Steve Soto. That is, I mean, the adolescents themselves. But, yeah, Steve Soto, total bass legend for sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely, I'm not even, I bet you, yep, but here's a picture of him. Yeah, he played it at that last Warp Tour. Um, uh, wonder if. I bet you I introduced myself to the other guys in the band, but he's the only one I know for sure. I probably wouldn't even recognize anyone else, but like I said, making connections, it'll, what, what I'm, I mean, out of these shows that I've been invited to most in regards to the, punk and drug look the one i'm looking forward to the most is uh sacramento in two days um because obviously no effects they're one of the three bands i say i'm a (laughs) fan of but um i'm really looking forward to Seeing the guys in uh, um, the Bouncing Souls. Oh, always great. Um, yeah, they they let me. I'm blanking on the name of the venue, but they let me sell it a show in Cleveland. It's the only time I'd ever been there. Um, and yeah, Brian played my bass there. They gave me. a a couple minutes on stage I talked to Brian 
for a minute at that uh, punk and drug book show I went to in um, Red Rocks a few years ago, and I still didn't know anything about um, really what my um, wristband would get me. They they had the little dining area and some of the band's dressing rooms were under the stage. Like you just walked onto the stage on the left side and then uh, there were some stairs to go down to the little dining area and a few dressing rooms and stuff, rooms for employees. But then I saw uh Brian the bounce and the bouncing tools they went to some I guess her dressing room was in a different location and I just didn't feel comfortable going back there. <laughs> so yeah, looking back I think I I wish I had. Brian was definitely a great guy. Um I mean the whole band was and I think that was the only time I'd ever seen them. Uh that must be like four years ago now that I saw them. Well, I saw them, I guess, again. And although, you know, some of these shows, looking back, I feel like I'm kind of upset for not listening to any music, <laughs> especially when it's music that I do like. Um, I mean, I wish I would have listened to... Uh, uh the bouncing souls of that show and when that first uh vlogging molly show i sold out was it uh i don't know if it still is i bet it still is but at the time um coming up on three years ago two and a half years ago it was the newest venue in um denver and it was definitely beneficial for um, the merchandise, uh, all that crap. Um, you didn't have to talk over loud music, and <laughs> it, it was completely lit. Um, I mean, it was a good location, but you couldn't watch or really hear any of the band, and I didn't. My primary focus was selling merchandise and raising money. Most people tend to stay in focused on the music when the bands are playing, but sometimes there will still be people walking around um, looking at merchandise during that, so I didn't want to risk any opportunity of even selling one shirt and that it was a two-day show, uh, Flogging Molly and um, Social Distortion. Oh, nice. And I think Social Distortion headlined the first day, and then Flogging Molly did the next day. Um, the first day was, I don't know if there's any validity to this, but it was on Friday the 13th. So people said that that had something to do with there being such a big crowd. Um, the that 
Friday the 13th, that was the first time I had ever raised over $1,000 at a show. Nice. And, um, I mean, yeah, I definitely, my, my cousin um, just opened up, like two days ago, opened up a passive-based bank account. Which I mean that that puts a big smile on. That my is face. awesome. Yeah, it's a real deal. That um, means you're like really. It's like you're. It's a real thing. You know what I mean? When you get into things like that, it means past the base is doing good things. Like you're on the you're on the the right path. I'd say. Yeah, he opened it just, I think, on Monday, so three days ago. This was real recent. Um, yeah, I mean it was a hassle. Uh, I set this up as a nonprofit through LegalZoom years ago, and I mean, lots of this stuff just goes over my head. And my cousin just a month ago or something started getting into it. Um, he's definitely a much smarter guy than me, and um, they there's something called an IEN number. Um, you need to open up a bank account with a nonprofit. And like I said, I set it up as a nonprofit through LegalZoom. Me and my cousin did a three-way call with LegalZoom to get the nonprofit. And they said that there wasn't one. So we sent in a request for one. And then last week I get a letter in the mail from uh, the... Uh, um, IRS in Cincinnati saying something about they denied our request for an IEN because there already is one. Oh, so I'm, the one so, you started. So I'm like, yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> what? I mean, why can't these people who helped me set it up as a nonprofit tell me that there is Jeez. an IEN? But, I don't think this is on um, you, dude. It sounds like these people don't know what they're doing. The legal well, people. Well, yeah, but but, but they're, they're they're third party people. Oh, okay. So, yeah, um, they. I mean, it's not. Yeah, they're third party. They don't have all the everything going on. But now it's officially got a bank account. I'll be getting this debit card hopefully soon, and that'll just make things so much easier i'll be able to make deposits and make purchases for these for the merchandise without having to have somebody else pay for it and trips and then have to reimburse them my uncle he bought me one of those square readers i had never had it he he went with me to the uh punk rock bowling and he i guess he brought one of his own but then he actually sent me one so with this up until that actually some bands have been pretty generous and they've let me um have cards run through their account and then give me cash some bands wouldn't some bands would which I was absolutely grateful for. Um, I mean, I've definitely missed out on sales, um, not being able to take a card. 
Oh, well, yeah. I know that I know there have been times people have said I'd love to buy a shirt, but I don't have cash. Um, so with this, I think it'll definitely be beneficial. It definitely won't be a a bad thing unless no. I potentially lose it. <laughs> um, but I think that'll definitely uh. It'll be fun being able to, uh, I mean, when, when I get this card and it says pass the base on it, that'll be a freaking ear to ear smile. Oh, that is going to be awesome, dude. That is, I, I am like happy for you. Like I, I'm not even the guy running the campaign and I'm stoked to hear all the, uh, all the awesome things coming your way. Watch it. It'll get there. And then, like, the next day, you're waiting for, like, Base Player Magazine. You'll get that credit card, and then the next day, you'll you'll see past the base on front of Base Player Magazine. I'm telling you, dude, you got a good – 2022's already been good, I feel like, for past the base. I feel like you are going to be ending very, very strong, and we're not even done with the year. We're only in May. So, I mean, as as we kind of – as we close this out now, I mean, the big thing, you know, everyone's been listening to this. They know about Pass the Base campaign now. The big thing, where do people go now online? Where do we find you online? Can people donate to the campaign online? Like, all that good stuff. You want to you wanna direct people to where they go now that they've heard you talk about Pass the Base? So my cousin is going to help me set up an official Pass the Base website. For now, I really only have um info about it on facebook there is an instagram page um if you go on to pass the base on facebook do a little searching scrolling you will find links to some shirts that are available through the brain injury association of america um they have been running pretty darn low. The employee I'm in touch with the most there told me that they did just place a new order. So hopefully they'll be getting that. It'll be available in less than a week. Um, I mean, the, if you go, there, there is a... Um, GoFundMe link to make any donations... Um, obviously anyone out there who hears this, just spreading the word is greatly appreciated. The more people who know, the better. Um, if you happen to be a bassist, shoot me a message. I'd love to add your name. Um, I mean, even though I'm getting these, the help from these, uh, great people, I still feel like when the day's over, it's pretty much a one-man campaign. I'm doing 99% of the legwork, and I would like to turn it into something more of a team effort. But it, so it's still pretty much it, pretty much all of these shows. It's just been me working the merchandise table at that. Uh, punk rock bowling in vegas my uncle went with me and that was extremely beneficial 
I could go to the bathroom or go and get something to eat and he would still be there to sell some shirts or take some donations. So I want to, I mean, Danny, who's helping me out in Fort Collins, has said something about getting me some help at some shows there. Um, She's trying to coordinate setting something up, like working. We've done two uh, Zoom meetings with uh, the vice president of the Brain Injury Association of America, and we're going to see if we could somehow find someone that works with them to help me when possible. And uh, if you at the wonder struck in uh, Cleveland in July, I think my nephew's going to go with me and he could certainly help me out with that. And my, my sister and brother-in-law are going to go. So, They'll definitely be more focused on the music, but I'm sure if they'll come and check on me, maybe bring me something to eat and just stand, give me some time and potentially sell something, get a donation while I go to the restroom or something. I mean, any help's better than none. Yeah, yeah, nice little... uh... You know, having a team behind you, I can't blame you. That totally makes sense. And, you know, as you keep going, I'm sure I'm sure it will be. It is It is very, I mean, lots of people helping you along the way, but it is very much a, a Dylan Flynn thing, which, again, like why I want to stress, like, like help out. Like if you, were, if you were interested in this campaign, even if you're not at a show, I will. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, I'll put links to all the, uh, all the stuff in the podcast thing. So if you're listening to this on the podcast right now, you can go right under. You'll see the Facebook link, see the places for the shirts and all that, and uh, the radio show and all that, too. I mean, you've heard where to go, and uh, I'll bring it up again before the uh, end of the episode and all that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you've you done a ton yourself. It is, uh, it's great to see you doing something like this. Great to see someone out there just really making a difference. You are really making a difference. And, you know, I mean, I think I think when you take a step back and see all you've done, in the past years you put it all together, I think you kind of realize it more and more, but I, I think you got some really good stuff coming. So, uh, I mean, as we close this, is there, is there anything else? Have we, have we missed anything? Is there anything else you, uh, want to say before we, uh, before we're done with the episode? I want to tell all you fine gentlemen out there who hear this. If you wear one of these shirts, You'll be on the cover of GQ. You'll be beating women off with wiffle ball bats. You don't want to hurt them. You just want to deter them. You're just trying to get around in your day. Do you find gals? If you wear one of these, you'll be walking runways in Paris and Milan. Hilfiger, Klein, and Lauren are filing for bankruptcy because of these shirts. Oh, my God. I mean, you almost can't afford not to buy a passive base shirt. I mean, look at your life will change for the better by wearing one of these, I think is what you're saying. You will just, you will become that cooler and better of a person wearing a passive base shirt. Absolutely. (laughs) I can attest to it. I've, I've, I bought my shirt five years ago and I have to prepare myself every time I wear it because I know, I know what is coming. If I wear that passive base shirt. (laughs) 
we've got new designs since five years ago, so we should get you into one of those. I'm going to have to go purchase one. I am. You're, um, there are new designs, aren't there? The, in this order that the Brain Injury Association of America just placed, they'll have the newest design available online for the first time, which... Nice. Yeah, it's it's the one with the two uh, bass facing each other, and I think two base uh, two bases between them. Oh, nice! Which, yeah, which is possibly my favorite design, <laughs> except for the silhouette in the boat. This, I don't That's, know if I see silhouette in the boat one. Yeah, there's a. When I went on the flogging Molly cruise, I just made a post. Anybody got a concept for a design to sell on a cruise? Somebody came back a silhouette of a person in a boat, and they catch your bass guitar. <laughs> oh, that so, is awesome. Yeah, yeah, that is hands down my favorite design. Um, but, I mean, still... So it had a little something to do more cruise related than anything else. <laughs> Makes still, sense. It, I mean, it's a small fishing boat. It's not a cruise ship. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's a damn great design. That really but, is. But I really, really like this new one with the uh, two bass facing each other. Um, I mean, and my cousin, I just got, he reached out to me yesterday saying that we need to get some new designs, which, I mean, I don't think really needs to be worried about for now. I think, I think this is actually the, huh, I I don't think I might've had it at the, um, golf tournament in March if I if it's not the first event it'll be the first concert I've had it at so I'm definitely looking forward to that and then maybe in a few months I'll venture out to some artist or anyone else who could assist in making a new design but I don't think that's a big problem for now i don't i don't think i have anything else scheduled for uh may so there there is a i'm gonna send kevin a text or give him a call there's a three-day show here in columbus in like 10 days or something and i was hoping kevin could help me out with it i'll reach out to him again i kind of feel like i might he might get a little annoyed with me hassling him (laughs) i mean i i hate asking for favors when i don't do anything in return but um i mean he he definitely seems to have no problem appreciate uh, helping out when I was at the tournament in March, he told me I'm welcome every year, which couldn't help but put a smile on my face. No, that is awesome. That is so nice yeah. of him. Well, and um, there were 
I don't know how many there were, but there was at least one guy that there back in March that I met last year, and that guy was great. I mean, th- this is a tournament for like some kind of wealthy people, so I'm having people buy a $25 shirt and giving me 75, letting me keep $75. I'm like, okay. Nice. That's a place you want to be for donations. (laughs) Through through the uh, square, they're buying a shirt for a hundred dollars. I'm like, well, that's all right. That Um, is awesome. That is really cool though. Up until the, um, yeah, I think, I mean, I, I would say actually the event I, raised the most money at was his tournament i think it was like i got uh i think 40 dollars from a guy on the return flight and i think that i think it ended up being over 1400 dollars, which it cost me 900 900 dollars to travel so a 500 dollar profit's a decent profit especially yeah. when you Especially when you look at last year, and I think I lost three hundred. So that's an eight hundred dollar <laughs> difference. That's definitely a bit a big improvement. No, you're going the right way. I mean, again, like yeah. fingers crossed for you, dude. I'm I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for the pass the base campaign. You know, I, I'm happy to have you on here. I'm happy to talk about it and uh, get get people out there to uh, you know to either to whether they're going to help you out online or even just be on the lookout like at a music festival like there's a chance dylan flynn is going to be selling you a shirt this summer whatever music festival you're going to if you're listening to power chord hour because this if you're listening to this show you go to punk and drublick you go you go to punk rock bowling you went to warp tour you went to all those things be on the lookout dylan is there dylan wants to sell you a shirt and tell you about the campaign a hundred percent i i uh He's someone you want to meet. I've met him after a show. He is a, he's the person you want to meet. He's the person you want to buy a t-shirt from and uh, learn more information on past the base from. So Dylan, I mean, this has been awesome. I, I love having you on. It's not going to take us five years again. We will have you on again. And it's not, there's not going to be a five year lapse. I, uh, I promise it'll that. be every week. Every, oh, that's right. We, we already discussed this. Yeah. So everyone knows I mean, there's no more guests on this show. It's just Dylan is the guest every week. We're just this is the show now. That's I I hope you enjoy this. This is the show every week. Just an, just Anthony and Dylan just talking past the base. <laughs> but uh, well, I, I definitely would love to talk as soon as possible and um, talk about how things went this weekend in uh sacramento yeah yeah we get a little update on everything for sure and again it never hurts to uh to pass or not to pass the base to pass the information on uh well it never hurts to pass the base either (laughs) that's you know (laughs) you're right it's never bad to pass information and it's definitely never bad (laughs) to pass the base oh man so with that if you were listening to the power court hour podcast you have hit the end of this episode i want to thank dylan again for listening or not for listening for talking to us and uh if you're listening to the radio show we uh we got a little longer so we'll play some music and dylan i think you have influenced 
the first song and I'll I mean if you have a different opinion on one you you are the guest and you can pick the song but if you're listening to the radio show should we play Blink-182's Waggy now should we go in should we go into Waggy you think Dylan or do you have a different choice no that's an amazing amazing song good choice all right beautiful this is Blink-182 with Waggy right here on the Power Chord Hour. Unless you're listening to the podcast, then you don't hear that. Then it's just sayonara. Thanks for listening. But if you're listening to the radio show, here's Blink-22 with Waggy. <laughs> 